0: Dear loving Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the privilege of life. We thank you, Father, for protection and guidance. We thank you for your goodness and mercy which you have bestowed upon us in giving us the basic necessities of life. Glory be unto your name, O Lord. Dear Father, we want our lives to be a life of faithfulness to you. As we see the time coming to an end, as we see our own lives drawing to its end, we pray that... The moments we have left will be spent with you, even now, as we fellowship with you. May your spirit be graciously granted to us, that we may rightly divide the word of truth, that our characters may be transformed and fashioned into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Please, Father, I depend on you. I have no words to speak to anyone that will be a blessing to them. Therefore, please put your words in my mouth, that the study for today will be a blessing to all of us. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage November 10 A Slow Student Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? John chapter 14, verse 9 At the head of One of the groups into which the apostles are divided stands the name of Philip. He was the first disciple to whom Jesus addressed the distinct command follow me. He had listened to the teaching of John the Baptist and had heard his announcement of Christ as the Lamb of God. Philip was a sincere seeker for truth, but he was slow of heart to believe. Though Christ had been proclaimed by the voice from heaven as the Son of God to Philip, he was Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of Joseph, John chapter one verse forty five Again, when the five thousand were fed, Philip's lack of faith was shown. It was to test him that Jesus questioned, "Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat again in those last hours before the crucifixion the words of philip were such as to discourage faith so slow of heart so weak in faith was that disciple who for three years had been with jesus he wished christ to reveal the father in bodily form but in christ god had already revealed himself is it possible christ said that after walking with me, hearing my words, seeing the miracle of feeding the 5,000, of healing the sick of the dread disease leprosy, of bringing the dead to life, of raising Lazarus who was a prey to death, whose body had indeed seen corruption, you do not know me? Is it possible that you do not discern the Father in the works that he does by me? God cannot be seen in external form by any human being. Christ alone can represent the Father to humanity. In happy contrast to Philip's unbelief was the childlike trust of Nathanael. He was a man of intensely earnest nature, one whose faith took hold upon unseen realities. Yet Philip was a student in the school of Christ, and the divine teacher bore patiently with his unbelief and dullness. When the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the disciples, Philip became a teacher after the divine order. He knew whereof he spoke, and he taught with an assurance that carried conviction to the hearers. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is A Slow Student. This slow student being referred to is one of the disciples of Jesus called Philip. So let us review the life of Philip and draw out lessons we can learn from him. The purpose of our devotion, as we have seen in the book of Romans 15, verse 4, is that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Also, when we read 1 Corinthians 10, verse 6 and 11, we are told that these things were written as examples unto us, that we should not repeat the mistakes that were made in the past, but learn the positive lessons and repeat them, even improve on them. So let us go into the life of Philip. Because as we look at his life, we may see that he may represent us in some way or another. In the book of John 1 verse 43 to 45, it says, The day following, that's after Jesus was baptized and John had pointed to him as the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world, that's the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Now, in this description of Jesus from Philip to Nathanael, we find what what Philip viewed Jesus as. He, 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 He referred to him as, Jesus the son of Joseph even though John the Baptist had said this is the lamb of God and he had heard a voice from heaven says this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased so the reason why Philip did this is because he was slow to believe even though he had heard faith did not come to Philip by hearing the word of God he still wanted to test Jesus to see if Jesus was the messiah he was slow to believe And this being slow to believe is a problem for many today because there is no way that faith comes. You know, the Jews always looked for signs and wonders, but the Bible tells us that faith does not come by seeing signs and wonders. At the very least, the devil could use signs and wonders to deceive us. But faith comes by hearing. Had Philip heard? He had heard two testimonies from John the Baptist. And also, a voice from heaven had spoken. Both of them had confirmed, This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased with. That one had said, This is the Lamb of God. Two testimonies Philip had heard, but he was slow to believe. In another situation, Jesus tested Philip. That was when he had preached to many, 5,000 men, apart from women and children, three days they had been with him. Jesus knew who Philip was. And let me just come back to what we learned in our previous devotion about the unobtrusiveness of Jesus. Jesus knew that Philip did not have as much faith in him, yet he didn't refer to it to Philip. He was trying to help Philip to have more faith in him. And what was he doing? Just going about his business, doing his works of miracles and healing and teaching, hoping that these things will convince Philip. How much did Philip believe? I want to remind us of someone called Abraham. Abraham heard the word of God say to him, At this season, next year, Sarah will be with child. And what did Abraham do? He believed the word of God against hope. He, he believed in hope and went in to his wife. Her womb was dead. He also, his body was dead. But he believed. He was not slow to believe. And when he believed, he received the promise. Why am I bringing Abraham up? It is because some things that seem impossible people have believed in it like abraham another case of abraham was in the case of him wanting to sacrifice his son the bible tells us in the book of hebrews chapter 11 when we read about abraham there i believe it should be around verse 20 downwards 25 that abraham was going to sacrifice isaac because he believed that god was able to raise him up now Consider raising up the dead and feeding 5,000, which is more difficult, which seems more impossible. Of course, it is raising the dead. Feeding 5,000, even a human can do that with some money. Now, here it is in John 6, verse 1 to 7. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and the Passover, feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said, to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. So what was it that Philip did here? He revealed his unbelief again. Here is a Jesus whom he had seen heal the sick and cure many diseases and that is the reason why people were even following him in the first place. Couldn't Philip have exercised more faith in Jesus? Do you remember the case of Mary? Mary had faith in Jesus. When Jesus came to the wedding at Cana and the wine was finished, she told the people, the servants, go and meet Jesus, whatever he tells you to do, do it. She believed that Jesus could bring wine to feed the whole uh, guests that came for that wedding. Couldn't Philip have believed that Jesus was able? Many were coming to Jesus believing he was able to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers. They came to him for such things. Why did they come? Because they believed. Now here is a time for Jesus, for Philip to believe, to say, "Jesus, I know you can do it." But what did he say? Ah, two penny, two hundred penny worth of bread cannot feed them." He wasn't expecting that Jesus would be able to feed five thousand. He was always slow to believe. After Jesus had told the disciples of his soon-to-come suffering, he began to speak to the eleven because Judas had left. He was encouraging them. Philip, all this while, still had his reservations. He had not believed yet that Jesus was the Son of God, equal with the Father. He had his reservations. It was almost like he was saying, not until I see the Father will I believe that Jesus is the Messiah. With these doubts in his mind, he could hardly reflect the image of Jesus like John the Beloved. John 14, reading from verse 1, when Jesus had spoken to them, saying to them, let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God. Take note of the words that Jesus was saying. You will hear him speak about believe, 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 believe so much. So I'll start again. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me, in my Father's house and our many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye you know. And the way... Ye know now. Verse eight says, "Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us." Jesus said unto him, "Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Now hear Jesus again. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you." I speak not of my own of myself but the father that dwelleth in me he doeth the works believe me that i am in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me the works that i do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because i go unto my father and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What did we see Philip do? As we read in the devotion, Conflict and Courage, page 320, paragraph 3, it says he wished Christ to reveal the Father in bodily form. But in Christ, God had already revealed himself. Is it possible, Christ said, that after walking with me, hearing my words, seeing the miracle of feeding the five thousand, of healing the sick of the dread disease, leprosy, of bringing the dead to life, of raising Lazarus who was a prey to death, whose body had indeed seen corruption, you do not know me? Is it possible that you do not discern the Father in the works that he does by me? God cannot be seen in its external form by any human being. Christ alone can represent the Father to humanity. End of quote. And let that be a lesson for us. There are many who like Philip do not understand the equality of the Father and the Son. No one can see the Father in bodily form. That's what we are reading here. No human being can do that. The Father, you want to see, is Jesus himself. Jesus said to him, don't you believe that when you see me, you've seen the Father? Well, that's not the focus of our devotion for today. But suffice to say that there are many who are like Philip today, slow to believe. In fact, Philip's case is even better. Some have their mind so closed that they will never believe. They've closed their mind to believing that Jesus is equal with the Father and they talk about oh, he not being co-equal, they they invent words for it, co-equal, co-eternal, saying that Jesus is not equal with the Father. But Jesus says that he is equal with the Father, and it's for this reason that even the Jews wanted to stone him. So, Philip also, even though he had heard Jesus allude to these things many times, he still did not believe that Jesus was equal to the Father. Now, let us contrast Philip's unbelief with the character of Nathanael. What did Nathanael need to believe in Jesus? John 1 verse 47 to 51 Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Now, hear Nathanael's response. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, listen, thou art what? The Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Amen. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Take note the word believe thou shalt see greater things than these and he said unto him verily verily i say unto you hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of god ascending and descending upon the son of man amen what did nathaniel say in fact what was the message when nathaniel received philip misrepresented jesus to, to nathaniel he told him we have found him of whom moses spoke jesus of nazareth son of joseph But when Nathanael came and saw Jesus himself, only a word, not one sign, not one miracle, when I say a word, I mean just one experience, one sentence, just these statements. I knew thee, when you were under the fig tree, I saw thee. That's all that Nathanael heard. And what did he conclude? He had transited from where Philip was, where Philip said, son of Joseph, and in his own words, Nathanael said thou art the son of god thou art the king of israel nathanael was far from philip he was not slow to believe he didn't need many signs and wonders all he needed was this experience he knew that you must be the son of god for you to have known me for you to have testified of me like this for you to have seen me under the fig tree this was no case of those prophets who God reveals to them and talks to them and then they say concerning the person that comes to meet them, I have already seen you and all of that. This, he knew was different. That Jesus saw him under the fig tree. Jesus did not say, I heard a message from God telling me you were under the fig tree. Jesus told to him in John John 1 verse 48, Before that, Philip called thee. Not even when Philip had called, before Philip called thee when thou was under the fig tree I saw thee he didn't say God spoke to me about you I actually saw you that was enough for Nathaniel, and Nathaniel said you must be the son of God you are the son of God you are the king of Israel there are others who believed in Jesus because of the miracles but not Nathaniel. Nathaniel believed just because the Lord knew him Have you encountered the Word of God sometimes, or reading the Spirit of Prophecy and you see the Word of God addressing your case peculiarly? I have experienced it and I tell you just like Nathaniel, I believed and I said this must be God. There is no other way I can be getting this message except it is God speaking to me. This must be the Word of God to me and I believe. And there are some who are like Philip, slow students. Do you do well to be slow to believe sometimes the lord will even reveal to us himself in dreams and some are still slow to believe we need to learn from the example of nathaniel not to be slow to believe and reject the example of philip who after so many miracles seen signs and teachings of jesus even when he heard this he was supposed to testify just like Nathaniel. He was supposed to wonder. So, before I even went to meet Nathaniel, this man already saw Nathaniel. He could have said, like Nathaniel, Thou art the King of Israel, thou art the Son of God. But no, Philip was a slow student, bad example, and the Lord is teaching us today that we are not to follow this example of Philip. But we are to follow the example of Nathaniel. In what ways do we manifest our unbelief today? Just like Philip, there are those who manifest unbelief in God, in Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the truth. Jesus is not standing physically in bodily form before you, but he is standing before you verily by his words. Jesus said in the book John 6 verse 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life, and he calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. Do you believe the truth? If you do not believe the truth, if you are slow of heart to believe like Philip, then you are in the same situation. Some will think that, oh, if Jesus was right here before me, I will believe him. No, if you don't believe the Bible, you cannot believe the Jesus that you will see in bodily form. You won't. Because what else is he going to tell you different from what is already contained in the word of God? Are you slow of heart to believe Jesus? You manifest it by your being slow of heart to believe his words. I mean, what does it mean to believe in Jesus and to believe in his words? Can you give me any other definition of believing in Jesus? Believing in Jesus means to believe his words and believe his teachings. If Jesus were to come to your church today, is he going to tell you something different from what is already contained in his word? When he was ascending to heaven, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, what did he tell his disciples? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost teaching them all things that I have commanded. What has he commanded? The word. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He also said that the scriptures cannot be broken. Some people today have unbelief in the Old Testament, but Jesus if he were here today will still refer you to that because that was the scriptures for Jesus. There was no Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and down to Revelation in the days of Jesus. So when Jesus is telling you, believe the scriptures, he is telling you to believe his words. Because that was scripture for Jesus. What is scripture for you? Some would say, oh, I don't want to follow Old Testament. I'll follow the New Testament. Not realizing that there's no difference between the two. They are still preaching the same truth. Tell me what practical thing that has to do with holiness has changed today. What is it that was seen in the past that is no longer seen today? I mean from the days of the Old Testament till now. What part of the Ten Commandments has been done away with? If you think anyone has been done away with, you are only preaching your own gospel. Because Jesus' gospel says in the book of Matthew 5 from verse 17, Think not that I am come to destroy the law and the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. That's what he says until heaven and earth pass, not one jot or tittle shall in any wise pass from the law of God. That is the truth, the law of God, the commandment of God is truth. And John beautifully expresses this, telling us clearly, John 17 verse 3, this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And then again he writes in 1 John 2 verse 3, hereby we do know that we know him. If we keep his commandments, he that saith, I know him, or I believe in him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Believe is what Jesus is speaking to us today. Are you slow of heart to believe the truth? Are you slow of heart to believe that the Lord condemns a lot of things that is going on in the world today? Do not be slow of heart like Philip. Believe the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is coming to us today in form of the truth but many there are who are slow to believe just like philip they want to see signs and wonders they want god to speak to them in dreams and visions before they believe but yet sometimes the lord speaks to them in dreams he comes to them to give them evidence that what they have read in the word of god is true some rare cases god is gracious enough to do this but there are some who even after these experiences They are still slow to believe the truth. There are times when God does some manifestations to make people believe that, look, this is the truth in His Word. Apart from that, He clearly delineates from Scripture to Scripture, comparing one to another to show us what the truth is. But many there are who will not still believe. Take, for example, in the matter of, let me take something that may be a bit even minor dress some people who say oh there was nothing like pants in the bible before but we have studied it in our previous devotions when we were looking at john the baptist how it is that the issue of dress has always been something that has been there in the past the lord brought the pants the trousers for the men but there are some who are slow of heart to believe even when they see it in the bible they still do not want to believe and how about the sabbath oh no would jump go from here and there do some biblical gymnastics just so that they will not believe some have unbelief in the wisdom of god in the power of god in his promises unbelief in in his love unbelief in his sincerity to forgive us our sins unbelief in the truth like i've been talking about those who even believe the truth who do not struggle with knowing what truth is they manifest this kind of unbelief. And how do we manifest unbelief in God? We manifest unbelief in God when we refuse to obey Him, even when we have seen what He is telling us to do, because we don't trust Him. We think that if we obey Him, it's not going to be for our best interest. Some are afraid of following Jesus, like Philip. Why? Because they think, Oh, if I follow this truth, which is Jesus, Jesus is the truth. How is He going to take care of me? I'll lose my job. My friends will hate me. My wife will turn away from me. My children, how will I take care of them? My life is going to change, all the plans I've had, everything is going to shatter. Why do they think this way? I understand how it is. I've been in such situation once and I'll tell you how I dealt with it. Firstly, I asked myself the question, do I do well to trouble myself over the things that the Lord is trying to change in my life and the plans that He is trying to take away from me and give me new plans? I said no, the Lord spoke to my heart and said to me, first of all, the plans you are having, do you even, the things you want from me, do you actually deserve them? And my answer was no, I am a sinful, wretched, miserable sinner. If the Lord were to give to me what I deserve, oh, death is an understatement. Punishment on this earth, you know there are some people who are living, death is even better for them. I felt to myself that, oh, if the Lord was to treat me the way I deserve, it's not death would be a peaceful thing for me. Torture is what I I deserve for, for the sins that I have ever committed. And then I said I don't do well to think that I must get this and get that. If the Lord wants to change my plans and he's telling me the truth and I'm seeing that the truth is going to make me to go in a direction different from that which I'm going right now, it's okay. And then the Lord asked me, do you think I don't love you? Or do you think your wisdom is better than mine? And the answer to both questions was, of course he loves me calvary shows me jesus loves me calvary shows me the lord has me in mind so then if the lord loves you could it be that he's telling you to do something that's not in your best interest and the answer to that was no for me and then my heart was calmed and then i said oh my i have been i have not been good to the lord i ought to be thankful for all that i have and for whatever i don't have i still should be thankful because that which i have i don't deserve I trust his love whatever he's telling me to do it must be in my best interest and secondly the Lord asked me do you not trust my wisdom what is that wisdom that I know better than you and the decisions I'm making for you are best for you you may have your own decision thinking that this is what is best for you but I can see the end from the beginning there are troubles that I'm trying to help you to avert I'm trying to give you the best life you can have on this earth if you would only do what I say and don't be unbelieving but just follow me yes you cannot see where i'm taking you to but trust my love trust my wisdom and i will take you places that you would see like david you lead me in the tide of still waters and you take me to green pastures and my it has been many years since then nothing less than 10 years since i had this experience And it has all been greener pastures for me and taking me through still waters I look back at that time when this happened till today and I am so grateful that I yielded myself to the Lord to change my plans and do what he wanted me to do even though I didn't know where it was leading I am so grateful that I made those decisions let us believe in the Lord whenever you meet the truth There is always that clash and you see that the truth wants to change things in your life. Believe that the Lord loves you. Believe that he is wiser than you. Believe in his promises. That's the third one now. Do not manifest unbelief in his love because the cross tells us otherwise do not manifest unbelief in his wisdom because the whole things around us in nature shows us the wisdom of god the wisdom of god is revealed in christ we are told christ the power of god the wisdom of god he died on the cross and that was wisdom indeed to save us from our sins the wisdom of god is revealed in the things in nature all around us is shown with the wisdom of god in creation believe that he who created this world has better plans for you and then his promises do not have unbelief in his promises he says in the presence of god is fullness of joy and abundance of pleasures forevermore do you believe it do you believe that all things work together for good to them that love the lord do you believe when the lord says if your father and mother will cast you away he will pick you up Do you believe when the lord says like he said to peter that there is none who has left father mother houses lands wives children for my sake who will not receive even in this life and in the life to come tenfold a hundredfold the same things that they left do you believe it that you will receive it in this life unbelief in the promises of god is what makes us to hesitate like philip We need to manifest belief in the Lord. And then, there are some who have unbelief in the power of God to forgive. They pray long and hard, but after praying and asking for forgiveness, they still feel like sinners. They do not exercise faith enough to allow Jesus to take away their remorse for sin and their guilt for sin. They are always feeling under the condemnation of God. Do you not believe that the Bible says in the book of First John 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. First John 2, verse 1, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but for the whole world also. Do you believe? look at the cross is it possible that jesus would die on the cross only for him to find it hard to forgive you romans chapter 8 reading 31 and 32 he that spared not his own son how shall he not with him also freely give us all things is it possible that jesus died on the cross and just to forgive you your sins is difficult for him when he actually died for that purpose Believe that the Lord forgives you your sin and let him take away your remorse for sin and your guilt for sin. These are ways in which we manifest unbelief in the Lord. And the Lord wants us to learn to believe him. Look at how he spoke to Philip all the time. Believe thou me. Believe me for my work's sake. Believe me for my teaching's sake. Believe that the Father is in me. Believe what is he saying? Believe me. And what is him? the truth what is he he is the truth believe the truth today just as before Jesus wants us to have faith in his word believe his word without any sign or dream or vision there are many whom God has been gracious to revealing things to them but yet they don't still believe why do we doubt and what should we do with it let me read something here from letter 10 1893 we are told you hurt the heart of Christ by doubting when he has given us such evidences of his love in giving his own life to save us that we should not perish but have everlasting life he has told us just what to do come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest Matthew 11 verse 28 like I was saying earlier We are not to manifest unbelief in His love, reading from Mind, Character and Personality, Volume 2, Page 673, Paragraph 6 and 7, Paragraph 5 to 7, we are told, We do not realize how much we lose through unbelief. Without faith, we shall be engaged in a losing battle. We have a savior who understands every phase of our life. He knows of our discouragements and he knows just what help we need. We want faith in him, a faith that works by love and purifies the soul. Faith grows by conflicts with doubts. Virtue gathers strength by resistance to temptation. There is no encouragement given for unbelief. The Lord manifests his grace and power over and over again. And this should teach us that it is always profitable under all circumstances to cherish faith, to talk faith, to act faith. We are not to have our hearts and hands weakened by allowing the suggestions of suspicious minds to plant in our hearts the seed of doubt also in page, page 675 paragraph 2 of the same book we are told satan is exultant when he can lead the children of god on into unbelief and despondency he delights to see us mistrusting god doubting his willingness and power to save us he loves to have us feel that the Lord will do us harm by his providences. End of quote. But for us, we must rise up from this being slow to believe and believe the word of God. Jesus said, John 6, verse 63, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit is laying this to your heart. People claim, I believe, I believe in Jesus, but they forget. Believing in Jesus means believing his words. It is not just saying, I believe he exists. No. If Jesus were to come to your church today, would you chase him out? Are you sure you would manifest belief in him? Because he's going to say nothing different from the things he said when he was here on earth. He's going to teach you to seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. He's going to tell you, keep my commandments. He's going to tell you that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. He's going to tell you that you are to sell all that you have and give alms if you are like the rich young ruler. He's going to tell you that every word you speak, you will give account of it in the day of judgment. Matthew 12 verse 36 and 37. For by your words, you will be condemned or by your words, you'll be justified. He's going to tell you that because of these words I just said now, That your songs that you play, you are going to give an account for why you played them. If they were good, you will be justified. If they contain sentiments that go against the word of God, then you will be condemned. He's going to tell you that the truth is this. That the way you dress, if it is not in harmony with his word, then you are not with him. You do not believe in him. He's going to tell you that the Sabbath still is valid. And that the sabbath is the same day that he kept luke 4 verse 16 as his custom was he went into the synagogue for to read on the sabbath day he is going to teach you no other thing different from that which he taught while he was here on earth do you believe in jesus or have you created another jesus in your mind that you are claiming you believe we need to believe in jesus we need to believe in him as the lamb that taketh away the sins of the world do you believe him when he says to you in the book of revelation chapter 3 reading from verse 14 i know your works that thou art neither hot nor cold but thou art lukewarm so therefore because thou art lukewarm i will spew you out because thou sayest that i am rich and increased in goods and have need of nothing but thou knowest not that thou art wretched miserable poor blind and naked there are some people who when you try to make them see their sinful condition they say oh no i'm a child of god no i believe in jesus no i love jesus they don't want to understand their true condition they don't want to believe their wretchedness their miserable condition their nakedness their poverty and their blindness because they say they see their sin remains with them They just claim, I believe, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of the King, angels are at my command. Some kind of spiritual pride that actually does not manifest itself physically. They are still poor, some of them, and some of them are still suffering from grievous diseases. Some of them are having life so difficult for them, but yet, they keep saying, Oh, all things are well, it is well when things are not well. Do you believe that things are not well? And if you don't believe that things are not well you will not fall on the rock and be broken the rock will fall on you and crush you you need to believe your true condition in christ that you are miserable like paul said oh wretched man that i am miserable helpless sinner that i am you need jesus and you need to come out of your sins if you don't believe you are in sin how can you be saved we need to believe the words that jesus speaks to us And only when we believe can we see him for what he is in our lives. Believe the truth, the commandments of God, that it is still binding on us because that is what it means to believe in Jesus. And I pray that we all, that the Holy Spirit shall work on your heart. Perhaps before now, your manner of believing in Jesus had been very superficial and on the surface level. I pray that the Lord is speaking to your soul now to help you understand what it means to believe in Jesus and you shouldn't be slow of heart to believe the truth and to trust yourself in his arms. Trust his wisdom. Believe that he loves you. That when he's telling you to keep his commandments, it is love that he's bringing to you. Believe that when he's telling you to dress properly in the right way, to cut away from entertainment and from the things of this world, to sacrifice all for his sake that he's saying it in love and he has wisdom and there's a lot that he's going to bless you with if you do that believe don't be slow to believe trust his promises believe the promises that they will come to realization to you when you fulfill the conditions believe them and it shall be well with you let us pray dear father in heaven thank you so much lord for the lessons that we have learned today and I pray, Lord, all I pray for is that these words shall be impressed deeply in our hearts, that we may rise up from unbelief to trusting in you, childlike trust, believing that you can do all the things you said you would do, believing in you as a son of God, believing in Jesus as a son of God, and him as our savior from our sins, believing in our own condition of miserableness, of wretchedness. Please, Lord, help us in these things. And I pray that we shall receive the blessing that comes with believing. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.